Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you in Oilers Now, along with Mark Spector. It's 106 in Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. A half hour of spec, and then uh, James Myrtle from The Athletic today at 135. Oh, I talked to James this morning. Did you? Yes, I did. All right, there you have it. You can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino excitement. Bet on it. Uh, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. We'll tell you that Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector, for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. Alberta's top fillies and colts go head-to-head uh, -head in the Philly Pace and Western Canadian Pacing Derby, December 31st at Century Mile. Post time is at 6.15. And Japanese Village, open a serve to any one of their five Edmonton and area locations. Try the legendary Wagyu steak cooked right before your eyes reserved now at jvedmonton.ca mm. our uh, top story is uh, one that we're going to monitor and it's being monitored around the league uh, with a multitude of teams right now top story for legacy heating and cooling Ryan McLeod uh, has been uh, placed in COVID protocol by the Edmonton Oilers in these situations you always worry about more than just one the Oilers might have uh, gotten lucky when Cody Ceci a couple weeks ago was the sole Oiler player uh, just in terms of take a look at who's been in town here and you know Mark you could almost <sighs> Carolina playing the second of a back-to-back -back the other night against Vancouver. Did not have a lot of energy. Sebastian Ajo comes out of the lineup after being brilliant in Edmonton on Saturday night. Ajo is one of the ten best players in the league right now. Yep. Okay, He's out. Uh, so Ajo and Seth Jarvis both end up in the protocol list. Now Carolina's got four more players in that list. Yep. and uh, They can't play. Their game's canceled tonight in Minnesota. Vancouver's got a couple guys. Jim Rutherford's going to talk later. The Calgary Flames are up to nine guys. They played Carolina on Tuesday. Hmm. And Boston. And Boston swung through and played Calgary as well. And uh, they've got a couple guys that are now out. Marchand as well as Riley Smith. Craig wow. Smith, I think. Craig Smith, sorry. Craig Smith. Um, yeah, and right now Edmonton is at a confirmed one. And I would stay tuned on that, Bob. I would stay tuned on that. Well, that's not good. 
It's never good, pal. You know what, Brendan? Why don't you just host the show? I'm going to uh, go take a little break here for a while. How's that? Are you telling me I might need to go downstairs here? Again, I haven't been I haven't been near really near the team at all. So, well, none of us have, right? Even in a podium situation, just for the folks out there, like what you see when you see the Oilers avails on their website or on YouTube, that's basically what we see too. We're in the room, but the podium's a long ways away. Yeah, I don't feel like you know the other day Ryan McLeod was on the podium. He's so far away. That's I'm not worried about that. They keep us a long ways away. Uh, it's not much fun for the business, but at a time like this, I guess that's what you've got to do. Yeah. Uh, interesting times, to say the least. Yeah, so I would say this to you, Bob. Let's let's talk like they're going to play tonight. And Whoa, 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 whoa. Are, are you saying there's a possibility this game might not get no, played? No, they're going to play tonight. Okay. I don't think the Leafs are embroiled in this thing. And uh, I think by now in the day, if the Oilers were in a situation where there's a whole bunch, we'd know. Yeah. We would know. Well, I hope that's the case then. Yes. Um, you know, what Edmonton has to do is, I asked Dave this morning, Dave Tippett, about, like, coaches don't walk into the dressing room and say, okay, guys, we got to score first. That's not what they do, right? Every guy on this team knows that scoring first has been an issue around here. So what Tippett said is you talk about the process and you talk about doing all the right things so that if you do them right, you end up scoring first. You don't just lay it. What if you lay your whole game plan on the fact you got to score first and the other team scores first? Now what? <laughs> right? That's Frank, not Cervelli, coaching. Frank Cervelli has just tweeted out, Ryan McLeod may not be alone on the protocol list with the Oilers. Sounds like Edmonton has a potential positive on the coaching staff as well. Believe they are retesting to make sure that they're not a uh, false positive. And the turnaround time on these, and there's different tests in different jurisdictions, right? And that's part of the challenge as well. And and I, I mean, I don't know. The, the, all I know is I've been tested at least since the start of the season at this stage, Mark, 10 separate times. Yes. Because I travel. And uh, and I'm a triple shotter. Okay? I've got my yep. third shot because I had my first one was AZ and the last two are Pfizer. Um, again, if you're vaccinated and you're a player and a staff member that is with the team, so the trainers, the coaches, you're getting tested Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Then if somebody has a positive test and everybody gets tested right again, right away, if you're traveling broadcasters like we are, we get tested the day before we travel, mm-hmm. and uh, well, and then when we come back as well. There, there's kind of a pendulum here, like you. Let's call say you're part of this team a lot more than I am because you travel with them and you bust with them and stuff like that. So you're getting tested way more. So you know a lot more. I don't get. Te- I've had a test for ages, but you're also exposed way more. Right, the players on a team. Uh, Ryan Rashog did an interesting conversation uh, with a doctor, you know, I think a virologist, and he talked about the hockey bench and what it's like down there, and in terms of spreading disease. This was way back when COVID first oh, yeah. hit us, and you know, uh, an Oilers player sure he's getting tested more, and he knows every third day what his status is. But every single day he's on a plane, he's on a bus, yeah. he's on a bench, he's in a dressing room. Those guys like. That stuff spreads among a team like wildfire because they're all so close to each other and they're sweating and breathing hard and right. You and me can or I can say, hey, I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna stay away from people. I'm not going out. I'm not getting on buses. I'm not getting on. And planes. you don't even know how the hell you got it in the first well, place when you had it, right? I think I know who I got it from. I'm not gonna say. But the point is, Duncan Keith can't say I'm not getting on that bus. I'm not getting on that plane or going on yeah. that bench. Yeah. He's an NHL player. He's got to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, or Connor is- McDavid or any of them. 
This is obviously a story to monitor, and it's sort of taken a bit of a focus around some of the challenges around Edmonton. Bad starts to games. The special teams numbers have uh, dropped substantially. They were, I mean, that, let's face it, Mark. The Oilers were on a PDO heater in the first 10 games of the year when they went 9-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Their save percentage was very good. Their shooting percentage was really good. Their special teams numbers were off the charts. In their, and and they weren't getting caved in 5v5. In their second 10 games, they were getting caved in 5-on-5. Five five. <laughs> they were lucky to be at 15-5 and five at the 20-game mark. Sure. Okay? That's fair. Um, and then what's happened here over the last five home or last five losses, they've had, for three of those games, they've actually played pretty well mm-hmm. and had some decent 5v5 play. But now their special teams, you know, they've been outscored on special teams, and they cannot score. And the end result is... And they got a bunch of injuries. So it all piled up. Right? Everything went great for them for 15 games, 20 games. No, it didn't. They didn't have their number one goalie for the first okay, 20 but, uh, games. Sure, fair. So they recovered from that. But they were playing great. Their special teams were off the chart. The PDO, all that stuff was great. Then they get some injuries. Then they inevitably start to not play as well. Yeah. You know, I look at a guy like a Yamamoto. His game's fallen off. A guy like Fogel, all of a sudden he can't score. Even McDavid and Drysaddle have gone down a bit. Uh, and at the very same moment, you get a bunch of injuries, and at the very same moment, you get a homestand with a whole bunch of really good teams coming through. Right. <laughs> Even the LA Kings played a perfect hockey game in here. It was a 2-1 game before they... Yeah, you know, they were... Right. I mean, they gave up nothing, and Jonathan Quick was great. Uh, Minnesota comes in, I think... Talbot was number one star. The win against Edmonton was their seventh straight. Uh, I believe that the Seattle team that beat Edmonton had won like four of their last five. Finally, they're playing good. So the point I'm making is... Uh, everything that was going so great, it's all piled up on them now, and they got to find their way out of it. And I'm sure they will at some point. Yeah. Well, um, are you concerned about their bottom six? Sure, I am. I have been all year. The, the, to me, the the whole thing about this season, I think we all look at Edmonton and we say they're going to make the playoffs. We all look at Edmonton and say they've got you know two great players and they got some things they can do well. And we all look at Edmonton after the Winnipeg series and say they need a better bottom six. And we're 25 games in here, and I'm not seeing a better bottom six. So, yeah, that concerns me. And I think that's a concern for a lot of the uh, fans out there as well. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Koskinen is, is a very bright light this year, right? Like, if he was not good, this team would be in dire straits, pal. <laughs> or they'd have traded a first-round pick to get a goalie by now. 12-5, and five, a 3.05 goals against average, a 907 save percentage right. mark. Uh, We're talking about a backup goalie playing way more than he's supposed and to that's, play. And that's what's happened to yeah. him is the, dro- the drop-off so that's occurred lately uh, has corresponded with the fact that he's Just simply... Um, he's playing too much. He's, yeah. he's, I, I don't want to say they don't pay him as a starter because, ironically, they do. But he's not a starter. No one's telling you he's a starter. When the season came along, he was never a number one. That's not what he is. He's a number two goalie. Decent number two goalie. And right now, he's carried this team through 25 games. Let's do some quick hitters when we come back on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Uh, Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. You're listening at 115 to Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Sure of the conversation. I mean, we're headed to a place where it's going to be a tough place. We know that. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. 
Brendan, are you ready to do the Oilers Now Prospect Report? Brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. We can talk about a Edmonton Oilers prospect that's made the World Junior Team. Yeah, we can, but really stealing the spotlight over the last week, Bob, had been Matvey Petrov's. Uh, his remark- remarkable season continuing, but four multi-point games in a row last week. He's overtaken Xavier Borgo as the uh, top-scoring Oilers prospect, but uh, Borgo, of course, did crack Team Canada's roster, so that'll be fun to watch him here in town for the World Junior Tournament coming up, uh, puck drop on Boxing Day. Uh, 22 goals, 42 points in 24 games, plus 15 for Borgo. Uh, Matt V. Uh, Petrov will not play for Russia in the World Juniors because guess what, Spec? Nobody, nobody is playing in North America. Yeah. The CHL is playing for the Russians. Sergei Zubov was quoted today saying that uh, they checked in on all the. There's three guys. There's a, a, a Flames draft pick. Uh, there's Matvey Petrov, and there's another guy. Russian players that are having a ton of success over here in the CHL playing. Yep. And Sergei Zubov, the head coach of that team, who was you know you and I remember Love him as one of the best player. players we ever watched play the game, uh, said we've got we've picked the best players on this team, which uh, is frankly. I would not believe that to be true. Well, I mean, there's things that happen every day in Russia that kind of make us... Hey, it happens every day everywhere. It doesn't mean just because some guy says it, you got to believe it, Yeah, Bobby. Well, as... Even if it's the great Sergei Zubov. As uh, Artemi Panarin found out with uh, some allegations that were complete and total BS. What was the guy's name? Was it Nazarov that put that crap yeah, out about him and him. tried to sewer his reputation. What a joke that guy is. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, I better watch what I say because if I ever go there... Uh, <laughs> yep. yep. You'll wake up with a horse head in your bed. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a crazy time out there, to say the least. We're continuing. That's, you know what, Mark? I, I said we get to some texts. Lots of people have lots Let's of... Let's do that. On numerous different things. Are you getting... Uh, um, Bob, uh, forget COVID quarantine. China is, and he doesn't use this word, so I'll paraphrase, upset at Canada. What stops them from taking McDavid into custody for espionage like the two Michaels? Uh, okay. Uh, hey, Stoff and Spec, not, not only a problem with the bottom six, but Yamamoto is not a second liner. Works hard, but has accomplished uh, very little on offense. Good on the PK. That's about it from DJ. DJ, I actually think there's been some moments where Yamamoto struggled on the PK. I will tell you, I think Leon Dreisaitl likes having Yamamoto as a worker, but it is what it is. Well, if you're going to play in the top six and you're going to play with a great player, um, you have to be productive. And, you know, the the thing that's kept Yamamoto there longer is that there's really no one below him that you go, well, give this guy a try. Right. You know, so that's – but don't think that there's no pressure internally, Bob. No. You know, I heard a player talk about playing with Sidney Crosby. When you made a mistake with Sidney Crosby, he didn't just laugh and slough it off. He basically told you, be better than that. You're playing with me, be better than that. All right. Uh, <laughs> JR from Calgary. Oh, JR from Calgary says, hey, boys, this team is exactly what it is. Holland still hasn't got a bottom six, a decent D or a number one goalie. That's the truth from JR from Calgary. This is what happens when you drop five games in a row, Mark. Um
crazy uh, that we all let a test uh, tell us uh, we're sick and can't do things instead of our own bodies. If somebody told my father 30 years ago he should not feed his cattle or take in his harvest because a test told him to do so, that would have been a conversation I would pay to see. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, Adam says Leon likes uh, Kyler Yamamoto uh, because Leon likes to star, uh, stand still in the right corner and hopes he, uh, Yamamoto can get him the puck. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Doug says, Bob, the NHL season will be on pause by the end of the week. Well, that's a prediction that one could make. Frank Cervala reporting uh, some positive tests in Nashville are upcoming as well. Bob, uh, so many numbers guys talk about what's wrong with the Oilers but don't offer reasons. How bad does our transition game miss Mike Smith? And uh, does that, if, uh, you know, in terms of affecting Evans? Well, that's that's a fair point about Mike Smith. But there's two things that they've missed with Mike Smith. You and me are not in the lead, in, in the room, okay? And I always, you know, there are certain media guys that try to present themselves like, oh, I, I know what's going on, and I'm like, okay, well, you're actually not in the room, and you're not on the plane, and you're not on the bus, and you're not on the road, but you know what's going on. Some of them are never even at practice. Some of them don't even make it to <laughs> practice. Uh, and, and I will tell you that I've even misinterpreted things that I've occasionally seen. Around. What's sure. going on? That sure. happens, right? Sure. Uh, but I would suggest that uh, the texter makes a valid point. I think they miss the, tran- the the transition game gets helped when Mike Smith comes back. Huge. Because he can really handle huge, a puck. Huge, huge. And Absolutely. I'm not in the room, but I'm led to believe that Mike Smith is a leader on this team mm-hmm. as well. And I and I and we have to take the players at their word on that. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Uh, the, you know, I've been around hockey long enough to know uh, the, who the leaders are because I find out from enough guys. You also know their personalities, right? We speak to Mike Smith. I I can tell the way he speaks that he's a leader. And but first and foremost, you got to be on, you got to be on the ice. And the Oilers, Mike, the way Mike Smith plays helps immensely in getting the puck out of your zone. And when the puck's not in the zone, they're not scoring on you. And losing him all season long has been. Don't uh, re- don't read uh, that on the air, but just take a look at it. Yeah. So losing Mike Smith is not not been positive. Frankly, they've survived it very well up till now. Yeah. Are, are they a sixteen and ten team? That's a six oh five winning percentage. That's they were higher. Pretty good team. They were higher than that last year. And Mark, there is something about this time of the year in Edmonton too. Between sort of the middle of November to the middle of December, we've seen Oilers teams in the past struggle, especially at home uh, during that time. Well, maybe. Uh, you know what I do? What I've always found in my years around the game is it's it's a different game in October. The season's just starting. Mm-hmm. Sometime mid-November is when you start to see the game reach its its peak in terms of NHL hockey being played by NHL players who all are up to game speed. They all have their hands. They're all in great shape. You know, it, it even takes so it's like it's like when the when the Brendan Perlinis or the or the Ty Raddies have a great training camp and then the season starts and the level goes up and their game doesn't. Uh, I think the level reaches its its peak sometime in November, well, and I think that you see teams that that if there's an issue on a team or if there's a place where you're going to get exposed, I think you see it starting mid-November on. You know, Mark, and, and one more thing for you. The team decided only to have 43 players on a contract this year, okay? In past years, they've had, you know, you're allowed yeah, 50. 47, 48. 47, 48, and yeah. I just... 
I worried a bit about injuries, but really they're only at 40 because Clefbaum is on their books. Yeah. He's done, okay? And then they've got Stalock and, and uh, Josh Archibald with, out with Myron Carditis. So really they've only got 40 players, mm-hmm. and they took Soderlund back from Chicago as part of the Keith deal. Yeah. He's not even playing games in the American uh, Hockey League. And the and fact that they've got only 40 guys signed Soderlund, if I had 49 and one of them was Soderlund, I'd be mad. Right. 40 and one uh, of them. But where I'm going with this is they lack a bit of depth because they could, they've got contracts. Like, I would have 45 or 46. I wouldn't go up to 48 or 49, but I would have 45 or 46. So what happens is when you do get injuries or illness, like here's Mark. I disagree with you. Mark, I'm serious. I'm serious about this. Two things. Number one, because of the standard that we are applying to COVID, Mm -hmm. to COVID, number one, I think they should extend the size of the roster from 23 to 25 during these times. Okay. And because we're serious about concussions Mm -hmm. and because of, of COVID, I think they should expand the size of the 50-man roster to a 55-man roster. Okay. Okay? You can have more guys, but here's what I would say to you, Bob. Your, your, who is your, uh, f- you know, players, your forwards 13 and 14 on this team? One of them's Kyle Turris. Got it. You sign him two years ago, he can't play very well. All right. Right? He's not helping. So you can have all the injuries I you been, want. Mark, if, if you I would have been a, more active on Okay. The- but that's I don't want to talk for the moment about what we would have done. This is what they did, right? Yep. They invested in Kyle Turris, not working out. They kept uh, Brandon Perlini out of camp, and you know what? They didn't have anyone better. He scored a bunch of goals. Turns out it's not the answer. Tyler Benson, we're going to see him play tonight, likely. And I'm here to tell you, we all, as a local guy, we all cheer for Tyler Benson. Tyler Benson has not found a footing yet as an NHL regular player. So my point is this, you can have 100 contracts. What you need is better players. Right. Right? Yep. That's where they're at. I would have signed two more forwards and one more D. Now, Sevier came in on a PTO, earned himself a contract. He's He's a good fourth line right He's filled in fine for Archibald. But they could have, there's been a couple guys on waivers, I've gone, hmm, you know what, you're only at 43, you know. Well, that's, there's cap space involved, too. Yes, there is. They spent a lot of money on those 43 contracts. And I'm not here to criticize Ken Holland. I think he's, uh, I think he's it's you know, a minor, by and large, done a good job, it's but a he's minor, not finished. It's a minor critique. It's not finished. And, and he's it's not n- minor. They don't have a third line here, Bob. That's not minor. That's no, major. the critique of mine was minor. <laughs> uh, they are not finished. I'm going to stand by this comment right now. By March the 15th, hmm. assuming the entire world isn't shut down from COVID again, on March the 15th, I believe you'll have two more forwards on top of Short coming back in the lineup. So two more guys. One of them likely will be Holloway. They'll add at least one, if not two, players via trade yeah. to help improve their bottom six forward. Yeah, you fair. good with that? Uh, absolutely. All they right. Better. They better, Bob. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> keep working on your uh, – I know you're you're getting texts coming in throughout the course of the I show. Am. Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing, Alberta Live Racing, New Year's Eve, 6.15 post time, Century Mile, off to a global news weather Traffic update, Kevin Robertson. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.